everybody! <laughs> welcome or welcome back to B&B Anime. I am Blue, and today I am here with the hopefully kind of swimmy, or like, deciding that he wants to go swimming, Brad. I'm just free. <laughs> am I allowed to keep sports month? We we will get into that. Oh, okay. I, I wrapped up the last episode before we came in here to sit down, and up until the last episode I was totally content with my life. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll get into that later on in the podcast. Yeah, we will. But first things first, how are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. I'm excited for us to discuss Free, because it's one of the first sports animes I ever watched. <gasps> Got me into the genre of, like, modern sports animes, because obviously I'd watch, like, Prince of Tennis and stuff that are, like, I Shield 21 as well, that are, like, older and more... 90s. More 90s, more extreme, <laughs> less real <laughs> <Yeah>. sport, <laughs> especially Ice Shield 21. Ice Shield 21 is not actual American football at all. Mm. It's freaking superheroes on a field. I highly recommend you watch it. It's a huge laugh. There's so many episodes. It's like Prince of Tennis. So it's one of those ones that's really good to just catch a couple episodes here and there while you're waiting, like in the middle of a week for your next episode to come out of whichever show you're watching. Or if like you need a break between something really heavy like you're watching Your Lie in April or something, you need a bit of a break. But you you can't take a break in the middle of Your Lie in April. You just you just gotta finish it. Like enjoy the feels. <laughs> okay, sure. You say that. <laughs> I feel very differently about that. What you you enjoyed that? Uh uh huh. Yeah, the emotional drainage. Great time. Of course. <laughs> yeah, no. Me and you live very different lifestyles with our emotions. <laughs> I don't talk about my emotions, and that's why I'm now seeing a psychologist again. Yay! I mean, you don't talk about your emotions, but you just like to just hit me with a fuck off right before we start recording. I do, uh, because you hit me with one of my biggest pet peeves that you know is my biggest pet peeve. (laughs) Nope, I didn't finish it. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I knew where you were going, I knew where your brain was, and you were being cheeky about it. What? Uh-huh. No. Uh huh. He was doing it intentionally, guys. He's mean to me, and it's my birthday and everything. Well, it isn't today, but it is well, the day. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. See, this podcast is going up on your birthday, but it's not actually your birthday. The it day that we're still recording counts. It. Right now is <laughs> totally my birthday. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. That's how uh-huh. that works. Sure. Well. Just for future sake, happy birthday! Aw, thank you very much. Uh, My birthday was supposed to be on Remembrance Day. How fun would that have been for a birthday? Rip to everyone whose birthdays are on Remembrance Day. I'm sorry they hold a two-minute silence and always have an assembly. That must suck when you go to school. That's a a thing? Oh, yeah, I forget you don't have it in America. So Remembrance Day is a thing in, in the rest of the world that had the second world war just i think it's only america that doesn't celebrate remembrance day that would that partook in the second world war and probably like japan and italy and germany probably don't as well i don't know though but i know that canada is it mainly just because like the war wasn't held on our shores well it wasn't held on canadian shores either but they celebrate it Hmm. yeah interesting I, i don't know i don't know why america doesn't but yeah so we have a thing called remembrance day on the 11th of november Mm-hmm. And it's just a, that's what it is. It's a remembrance day. You have a big assembly where you learn about the First and Second World Wars and 
you uh, like if there's any surviving members of like people that fought in the second world war then they come to your school and like do a talk about it and then you have all of your vets come in and they do a parade and and then like you have you sing the national anthem sometimes you'll sing like in flanders field if there's like i don't know people always put that to music and sing it in choirs and stuff it sounds like Veterans Day. Yeah, it for effectively us in is. School. But America does it different. America does it different to the rest of the world. As usual, America likes to be different. Well, um, yeah. No. <laughs> so, yeah, we have that. And yeah, that was supposed to be the day I was born, right? My due date was Remembrance Day. And there's a two minute silence that happens at 11 o'clock because it's 11, 11, 11, Remembrance Day. 11 o'clock on the 11th of the 11th. Two minute silence. Hmm. But yeah, it, it's a, I don't know if it's a bank holiday. I think it's a bank holiday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a bank holiday. I'm really bad at remembering which holidays are bank holidays though, and which holidays are just holidays. Every day is a bank holiday. What do you mean? <laughs> I feel like any time I need to go to the bank, they're like, fuck off, we're closed. And I'm like, oh, okay. I don't, oh. I don't need to, I don't need to deposit money. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> Fine. I didn't need to, I was. I didn't need to be your client. It, it doesn't help that there's a chain shortage here, so oh. no one wants to take cash. That's one thing, though. My phone just buzzed. Who wants me? You have friends? <laughs> no. <laughs> um. I thought I was special being a friend, but apparently I am chopped liver. No, it's not. It's a it's a person that's questioning about a contract, and I'm going, Ew, I don't want to talk business now. Go away. Yeah, we're we're talking about anime. Fuck yeah. off. Yeah. God, don't you know I'm in a meeting? That'd be so cool if I could just be like, in a meeting, Sals. I should be. I should just, I should, I should make this sound so much more professional than it is. But I mean, isn't it technically a meeting? Because we do sit out like three and a half hours of our schedule for this shit. Kind of. Yeah. I'm going to start referring to this as a meeting now. Rather than being like, oh yeah, I'm hanging out with Brad. I'm going to be like, I, I'm i sorry, I can't contact you. I'm in a meeting. <laughs> I mean, just make it sound extremely professional and it's us just sitting here and bullshitting for three hours. Honestly. Honestly. What was I saying? I don't even remember. remember uh, something, something about remember. fucking bank holidays. I don't know. Oh, yeah. What I was going to say was, now is a fantastic time to renew your mortgage. The economy is great for it. So if you're coming up to your mortgage renewal... Just putting it out there, you can get some really low deals right now on interest. You know, considering the turmoil that America is in right now, the fucking stock market is through the roof. You know, that doesn't Which is very odd for election times, because typically election time shit dips hard. Mm. Like the entire week of the election, shit typically tanks. But looking at everything, and more specifically, like my 401k at work, that shit has grown this week. Fun. When's... Thanksgiving in America. The last Thursday of November. So let me look at my calendar. The 26th. So mm. it's the day before Papa's birthday. Nice. Yes. I don't know what was relevant about that. I was just curious. I don't really know much about American Thanksgiving. It's an excuse to get fat. <laughs> That's it. Like Americans need a reason to fucking eat a bunch of food. Makes sense. That's all our holidays are, but this one doesn't involve drinking. You know what I find strange? Mm-hmm. And I know it's um, like a capitalist society pushing forth, purchasing shit that you don't need, but kids these days, kids these days, all those kids these days. Those uh, damn kids. Those dang kids, get off my lawn. 
Um, yeah, we, we, we sit here and we act like we're that old. I know. I feel like I'm that old sometimes, to be honest. But I mean, what I, tell me about it. What I was going to say was that kids get presents on holidays that I never got presents on now. I'm sorry, what? They get presents on, like, Easter. I mean, it's not necessarily presents. I mean, you get an Easter basket. Yeah, like Sometimes. Chocolate. Yeah, I only ever got chocolate on Easter. Is that is it an American thing? Am I saying that it's a kid's thing, but it's actually just an American thing that you get, like, pajamas and knickknacks? I mean, no. Like, whenever I was growing up, you would just get a basket that had candy in it. Yeah, okay, that's what I had. Kids these days are getting fucking pajamas and shit? What yeah, the they get, like... Like, I guess what it is, is that people are saving up their, like, necessity purchases so for kids, like, pajamas, fun workbooks, I don't know, little things like that, you know, things that you would normally buy pretty regularly. And instead mm-hmm. of giving them to them just, like, on a one-off, just, uh, it's a Thursday, I went and picked up some new pajamas for you here, they save them up. I, I'm sure this isn't the same for every family, but I, it's very common out here. And they save them up. And then they give them to them on, like, Easter, and then Canada Day, and then frickin' Halloween. You get little presents, too. And I'm like, my- Excuse me? <laughs> yeah, when I was a kid, I got presents on my birthday and Christmas, and that was it. Yeah, like, that That was literally it. That was me. Yeah. Like, I would never get anything any other time of the- What the fuck? Yeah, and then, like, you go around to, like, Walmart and- I know, other big, like, superstores and stuff like that. They have specific, you know, in the entryway of Walmart, where they have, like, the garita and then on the way out, but also kind of on the way in by the tills, they have that section of rows of things that is always changing with their seasonal stuff. Mm-hmm. Those, if you keep your eye on those, they change depending on the season, have, like, Valentine's gifts for kids and for, like, not just, like, romantic things to give to your partner. It's like, oh, yeah, you want to... Uh, give your oh it's valentine's day kids get new pajamas oh, it's valentine's day we're gonna get you a brand new notebook or a new i don't know teddy bear or something that is for they're marketed at children so people must be purchasing them otherwise they wouldn't sell them what why yeah i know why i don't know well i'm at a loss i mean capitalism so i get it yeah but it just it doesn't make sense to me well, doesn't that make, like, your birthday and Christmas then less special? Like, if you're getting presents so frequently? Yeah, like, that's kind of it. Now, but like, then... a new notebook or something, like, if you're a kid that's in school, I get it. You know, it's a nice little thing. Like, here's a fresh thing to write all your shit in. But, like, anything outside of that, though? It kind of makes sense, though. Because if you think about it, Christmas has gotten so far to the point of people buying so many expensive and extravagant gifts on Christmas that... The little gifts that we used to get now seem mediocre and unsatisfying, especially considering if they're getting those more frequently, then Christmas has to be an even bigger deal every year to make it still special. So that's why kids are getting like iPhones and laptops on the, at Christmas. Whereas when I was a kid, I got like a secondhand skateboard. <laughs> Congratulations, I found this at the secondhand shop, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, because like, all my friends just, used to get so much She's getting stuff. out of hand. It is, it's insane. What happened to getting an orange in your stocking and leaving it at that? Wait, I'm sorry, you got an orange in your stocking? <laughs> is that, okay, that's probably another European thing. Um, oranges aren't native in Europe, right? So, oh, okay. back in the day, in like the 
40s and 50s, maybe even pre that, I don't know, something that was really extravagant and really expensive and really unusual was to have an orange because they're not native in Europe, you don't eat them, not common. And so at Christmas time, kids would get gifted oranges because they were, it was like candy. It was like a treat. So now, you know Terry's chocolate oranges, the chocolates? Uh-huh. Yeah, those are based on that tradition. So they used to be a Christmas chocolate, Terry's chocolate oranges, that would come out at Christmas to be like, you don't want an actual orange in your stocking because we get those all the time now. They're common. So we made a chocolate orange for you to still have to continue the tradition. So, yeah. So in my family, we always gift each other a Terry's chocolate orange guaranteed in the bottom of our stocking. Hashtag not spawns. Um, (laughs) In the bottom of our stocking every year. And it's very common, I think, in in the UK for that to happen. It's a very standard gift for people to get because of the the history of it, the, the chocolate orange. Well, the orange originally, and then the, the chocolate orange. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. I would always get, like, gum and pencils and stuff in my stocking. Mm-hmm. But that was because I've always been one to chew on things. That's always been one of my nervous tics. Mm-hmm. So, chew a lot of gum. Yeah, I used to, I had this uh, gray zip-up sweatshirt, mm-hmm. jumper, cardigan, and it had a rubber zip. Like, the, the tab of the zip was... Clear, sparkly rubber. Mm-hmm. You bet your fudge that every time I wore it, that was in my mouth. Of course. Like, how could yeah. you not? It was so chewable. Or, like, with my hoodies, the strings. Mm. Yeah. I'll end up just chewing on those. Mm. Like, I don't... Aglets. The the little end bits. Are they called aglets? Those have a name? Yeah, they do. I think it's an aglet. Excuse me? <laughs> I have no idea how to spell it, but I, I'm pretty sure it's an aglet. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, somebody in the comments or whatever, but I'm I'm fairly certain it's an aglet. Huh. I mm. have learned something. Anyway, do you want to go swimming? It's November. No, I don't want to go swimming. Not even inside? Indoor pools. Indoor pools cost a lot of money. That's true. I don't want to pay for a Y membership on top of everything else I'm having to pay for right now. Why? Sorry. MCA? Uh- <laughs> Yeah, no, that makes sense. But no, I could I could totally go for a swim. I want to go swimming too. I'm so bad at swimming. I'm really, like, that's one of the things that I really want to get better at. Uh-huh. Learning how to swim. Because mm-hmm. I can swim, but I can't swim, if you know what I mean. Oh? Like, I won't die. <laughs> I, I can keep my head above water and I can move from A to B. But I've never had a swimming lesson my whole life. Mm-hmm. My dad taught me. My dad never had a swimming lesson his whole life. My mom taught him. My mom never had a swimming lesson her whole life. My granddad taught her. And my granddad was thrown into a lake as a child and was like, go for it. So. You see, that's how I was taught to swim. Just yeeted me into the deep end of the pool. It's like, fucking figured out. Yeah. So, yeah, I have no technique. No technique. And... I have no stamina when it comes to swimming. Like, I'm really not very good at it. I'm really slow as well. I'm real slow. I challenge you to a race. You'll win. Easy. I'll still be at the starting line and you'll be doing laps. Like, easy. (laughs) No question. You see, it's weird because, as I say all the time, in an unironic fashion, your boy's fat. But whenever it comes to water, I have stamina. Mm. Like, I have some really good swimming stamina. Yeah. I wish I could swim better. Because back whenever I was living in Clayton, and I was swimming every day during spring, summer, and early fall, mm-hmm. I was going to the lake every day after I got off work, and I would have about an hour or so of sunlight. 
mm-hmm. to go. So I would go to where I would cross the little ropey thing that would go past where I couldn't touch anymore. Mm-hmm. Then I'd swim out to the middle of the lake to the buoy and back just multiple times. You've just come across one of my biggest North American word pet peeves from being a, a Europe. A toboggan? Nope. Well, that's one. That's absolutely one that you're just wrong on because that's, that's wrong. But you call it a buoy, right? Uh-huh. It's a boy. Buoy. Boy. Buoy. So that makes me cringe so bad. That gets into like the bones in my body and it's just... Ugh. Hey, mm-hmm. I just figured your brain would just go there. <laughs> no, mean. <laughs> What? No. He's me, pulling on me. my hay is for horses pet peeve that we spoke about in a previous podcast to those guys at home that uh, aren't entirely sure what you're going on about there. Yeah, that is Blue's least favorite phrase. It is my least favorite phrase. And it it's one of those ones that immediately hits my anger nerve. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but yeah, those two are two of my biggest pet peeves. Boy and hay is for horses just automatically... Get me in. Do you have any of those? Any of those things that just automatically just make you so quick to anger? No, not really. Just because I'm not one to actually just get legitimately angry over simple mm. things like that. <laughs> one thing that does get on my nerves though is short texting. I believe we spoke about this prior. Have we? I thought we had talked about this on the podcast. Maybe I just wasn't listening to you. That's about the <laughs> usual. Oh, I listen. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm listening right now. Sure. but yeah like short texting is just one of my biggest pet peeves like thanks putting thx right okay or you you is one of my biggest pet peeves if you just put the letter u Mm. yeah i've never been one to short text i just haven't just not naturally well i mean just in general like even whenever i'm texting i'm sure you notice this like my punctuation is to a t my, My capitalization always has to be on point. Mm. You don't like to punctuate anything. No, I don't punctuate anything. I'll type out full words, but th- I don't punctuate. Unless it's like 15 exclamation marks, then no. Yeah, like if you're trying to like express a point, then yes. But yeah. otherwise, no. no. No commas, no nothing. It's no. <laughs> there, there are times whenever you'll message me. And I just want to go through and proofread it, but I'm like, don't do it. Don't be an asshole. <laughs> Honestly, you could do it, but it's never going to change. <laughs> I know it's not going to change. I would literally just be doing it just to be a dick. So many people I know, though, are like writers or editors, or people like that, especially in in my Discord server and stuff, are, mm-hmm. are like people that do that kind of stuff for a living. And so I'm, t- I'm texting like everyone and I'm everyone's responding to me. Perfect. You know what it is, though? My anxiety, this is what I'm going to say. Whenever I get a text through that's ended with a period at the end of it, I feel like you're mad at me. I don't know why. My brain just goes, that's a that's a harsh sentence because they put it a period at the end. Why? I don't know. My brain's just like, nah. Because it's just like you can be like, hey, with a period at the end. And I'm like, what do you want? What have I done? I'm so sorry. Whatever it was, <laughs> I didn't mean it. That's where my brain goes immediately. So I feel like I have to be super casual with my messaging so that nobody thinks that I'm mad at them. Overanalyzing everything. Right. Mm. Oh, you know what I learned today? Ooh, what'd you learn? There's a specific gene that you can test for in your body that's a stress and anxiety gene that is passed down, like, 
as genes work through children. So you can actually get tested to figure out if you are more inclined towards a stressful, like you're quicker to stress because of a physical gene throughout your body that could just be like genetically passed down and there's nothing you can do about it. It sucks to be you. My kids are fucked if I ever right? have them. <laughs> like, damn. Mm. Poor bastards. So, yeah. Super curious now as to whether or not I have that, that gene. I, I kind of want to go find out. Mm. So, I guess we should move on to the news. Oh, oh, I have to tell you a thing that I came up with. Okay. Okay, have you heard of the ad campaign from Twix bars? A while ago, I think it was like a couple of years ago, they ran an ad campaign where they had like two factories next to each other and left Twix bar was like fighting right Twix bar. Uh-huh. Did you, do you remember that campaign? Yes. Yeah. I think they should have gone so much further with this ad campaign. Okay. okay. I think what, what they should have done was, I think they should have released le- left Twix bars and right Twix bars. Like, sold them individually. Say it's the same Twix bar, but they just put all the package left Twix and right Twix. I think they did. And I think... Did they? I think they did. Okay, I don't remember them doing so. If they did, then I think they should have come out with a second ad campaign, like, a couple months after, with whichever Twix bar sold the most, bragging about having sold the most. And then, I think that the other Twix bar, so say right Twix bar wins, left Twix bar should then go and have like a master scheme to try and sell more Twix bars, to sell more of the left Twix. So they then go and make an Instagram page and a Twitter of like the Twix bar. And because it's left Twix, they're like, I don't know, really high end and rich and living this luxurious life. And so there's like Twix bars next to pictures of like toy Lamborghinis and on the beach sunbathing and getting it like on a red carpet and like really luxurious high end stuff. And then hopefully you'd see left Twix bar sales go up. Um, and so then right Twix bar would then release their own Instagram page and they would have like woodsy, earthy, like I'm just a explorer, kind of like yogi vibe as opposed to the luxurious high-end vibe. And then you create two of them to have their own Twitters and then they would start like beef with each other, right? And so like, like, the drama that's happening in the news and like the YouTube circuit or in like, I don't know, like between the Kardashians or something, they would take that drama and replicate it, but with Twix bars. And then whichever company, I don't know which company owns Twix, but say it's like Nestle, I don't know who it is. But then they get all of the other chocolates involved and they start their own Instagram pages as well. And you create this like circle of chocolate influencers that are having like all of this drama and beef where they take the drama that's happening in like the YouTube scene or whatever and they replicate it with the chocolate bars or they just create their own drama. And then they get released like baby Twixes at Halloween and stuff and have like baby daddy drama, but with like, with like chocolate bars and it's just the Halloween minis. Like how funny would that be if they went and made this whole universe and just marketed it like like all this drama and stuff. They get so I think it would be so popular and so funny. I feel like it would do well. Just not necessarily like I'm trying to think of what the right word to describe that would be. I think it would definitely be be, a risky campaign. I don't think so though. Because you're putting money into advertisements anyway. Mm. And I think so it would be- if you make it like a running narrative, like people aren't stupid, so they would see it and I think the vast majority of people would appreciate stuff like that. 
I do too. I think after we saw how well Wendy's did with their campaign of kind of being a bitch on Twitter, yes. um, calling people out and stuff, I think it's like it's still unusual enough to go that like edgy marketing route right now and not feel like it's overdone. Because like if, if another fast food chain tried to pull a Wendy's, which I think a couple of them have, it never goes as well because what Wendy's did was so unique. Mm-hmm. I feel like there's a hole there for somebody else to do it that's not a fast food chain. And I feel like doing it with... Because Twix already has this foundation, right, that they can work off of because of the 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 ad, the ad campaign that they ran a while ago. I feel like you could do something with that and really play it up and kind of pull in that Wendy's edgy energy and run with it and make it a full story. And people are going to be, I think, more invested in it than they are actual drama because it's just chocolate. But you can make it so juicy that people are actually interested in it as well. And if you throw shade to actual celebrities, I think most celebrities are just going to be pretty chill about it because it's all in good fun. Mm -hmm. And if you get actual drama, then like no press is bad press, right? So, and people would then find it hilarious that a celebrity is actually having real beef with the chocolate bar, right? So nobody's going to, nobody's going to try and pull anything. Yeah, like everybody wins at that point. Exactly. I do think that there would be a portion of the public that would find it distasteful, but I think that portion would be so much smaller than people that are finding it amusing. Mm-hmm. I think it would just be a situation of like the older generation versus the newer generation. Like the newer generation would find it absolutely hilarious. Yeah. And the fact that they could have a direct consequence to the play out of the events via purchasing the chocolate bars. Like, the more Left Twix is bought, the the more that Left Twix, like, ri- like, wins and starts, like, bragging and stuff on Twitter. And, like, every month they could release, like, a new stats as to which chocolate bar is doing the best. Mm-hmm. And you could even do it like a reality TV show. They get voted off the island or whatever, <laughs> depending on how many, how many chocolates are sold. And that could, I think it would be a really good campaign. I just, yeah, I feel like they could have done so much more with it than that. I could totally see it playing out as like a WWE storyline, like loser leaves town type stipulation. Yeah. And then you have, all you do then is you then just have like a already voted off cam or whatever of like, you know, on those things where they like, they vote everybody off, but they still want them as part of the thing. So they keep them on and and just like film little bits of them on the on the already voted off island or whatever or on the already out of town island or whatever so you still keep the chocolates in the loop and then you could do stupid things to like pull them back in and then have like a season two so you could take a break from the campaign because obviously it's not a campaign that you're going to want to run constantly and then just have a season two of it but then you could also do like an espionage type scenario too where like Mm. say right twix loses so they have to disband but then a spy sneaks in and, like, starts mixing in, like, right Twix. Yeah. So then it's like, which one's which? Which one's which? Yeah. And then if they really, if they're really smart about it, they could then go for, like, a, a documentary series with Netflix or Hulu or whoever wants to run the deal of creating the campaign and have all of the, like, the writers and stuff in the room that are creating the narratives and the storyline. And I would film it throughout the process because I know it's going to be a success. Like, it's a it's a pretty, I feel like it would do pretty well. I feel like it's a pretty guaranteed success considering that their previous ad campaign was really, it went down well. Like, it's a campaign that people remember. Like, I just had to say, do you remember that Twix campaign of the two verses? And you, like, you remembered it, right? Mm-hmm. If it was a bad campaign, it wouldn't have stuck in your brain. You'd be like, where? So it, it was clearly a successful campaign. So then they can pretty much guarantee that continuing it, pushing it further, 
would do well. So then I would contact like Netflix or whatever and create like a behind the scenes documentary to then be released during mid-season of like the two. Or like if, if you want to test it for the first season of, of releasing this and then have a second season of the drama and then do like you could do little shorts of like reality tv between the chocolate bars and have it really lame like people's hands are in shot holding the chocolate bars like really lame that's how i'd do it i wouldn't do it seriously i'd make it purposefully cringe and then yeah and then i'd do a behind the scenes to have like actual people that are like in the writer's room as such recorded and released on Netflix and then I would get in contact with like Lamborghini or I don't know whoever for like the Instagram pages and like actually get spawns wouldn't it be hilarious I think it'd be so good I think it'd be great for sure yeah Yeah, I just think it really would be great all around because I think everybody would enjoy that without a shadow of a doubt yeah so if that campaign all of a sudden pops up uh somebody owes me money agreed I'm suing (laughs) We here at the B&B Anime will sue for our share. Mm. But yeah, that was a thought that I had anyways. So on the thing of like behind the scenes stuff and whatnot, I found something out the other day. Oh yeah, what'd you find? So for season three of Chihai Furu, the last thing that they uploaded was a making of mm-hmm. episode. So I really want to cover that just so we can watch that episode like we did with Dr. Stone. Yeah. Because that... That intrigues me with how they did that show. Yeah. It's such a good show, too. I'm surprised you didn't want to cover that for Sports Month, because it technically counts. I feel like I'm still kind of a little bit sad from the storyline, and I need more time to recover before we watch it again. How are you sad from the storyline? You didn't finish season three. Or did you finish it and not tell me? I Maybe. I don't remember. I just remember how... I just think of it, and I have a hole in my heart, so... <sighs> so, news? Yeah, news. Sword Art Online Alternative GGO Manga set to end in three chapters. Oh, okay. I actually really enjoyed the little spinoff anime series that they did of the GGO setup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was a really nice little story about a short, tiny human being who put all of her points into agility. Mm-hmm. So she's tiny. She wears nothing but pink. She has a pink P90 and is like a god at the game that's how everybody treats her she's like unbeatable and she's tiny and pink and cute and everybody's like oh my god oh but yeah, it's a really nifty little story so i hate to see that it's wrapping up in three chapters however i hope that means that we'll be able to get a second season out of it mm-hmm. before it goes because mm-hmm. i haven't heard anything about a second season being announced however considering it's ran as long as it has i think it deserves a second season mm-hmm. next piece of news next And I also find this very topical for the show that we're covering today, which if we haven't said already, or if you haven't picked up on all the jokes that we've been making, we're covering free. Yeah, free at Toby Swim Club. Season one. Yeah, first season. Because I don't know if I want to watch anymore after this. (gasps) No, you absolutely definitely need to. We'll get to why. You 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 absolutely definitely need to anyways because there's a movie coming out in 2021 that I want to cover. So uh, we'll see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the studio that did free is Kyoto Animation, which I messaged Blue the second I realized it, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yep. But yeah, so Kyoto Animation has been honored with the 2020 Diversity Award from Women in Animation. Oh, cool. So that's really awesome. Like I'm excited to see that and to see that they got recognition over something like that 
Yeah. Or just to see Kyoto Animation being honored in general, because that studio's been through a fucking lot. Mm. But also, they are, in my opinion, one of the best animation studios. So, good on them. That's exciting. Like, that's awesome that they ended up getting that. Mm. Next piece of news. Sony is nearing acquisition of Crunchyroll. Yeah. Because I know we talked about it earlier this year. Mm Mm-hmm. With Sony balking at the idea of paying, I think, $1.5 billion to acquire yeah. it. Yeah. However, I think they put a bid in for like $929 million, I think sounds right. Mm-hmm. And that is being highly considered by AT&T at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how I feel about it going to Sony. I am not a fan, just because Sony also owns Funimation. Yeah, I feel like it would kind of monopolize the anime dubbing industry, or like subbing dubbing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just yeah. gonna, it's gonna mess up the whole licensing dynamic. Yeah, I agree. So I don't, I'm not a fan of this acquisition mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. However, I don't, I just don't know how it's all gonna play out. If they acquire it, what's going to happen? Yeah. I hope they continue the same dynamic that they have now of the two entities just staying separate. Yeah. Because Crunchyroll is doing a phenomenal job of its originals and just building its own brand name with dubs as well. Because it does a great job with the dubs that it has. Mm -hmm. So it would be in Sony's best interest, in my opinion, to keep the two as separate from each other as humanly possible. Mm -hmm. But I guess time will tell. Mm-hmm. And finally, last piece of news. Can you guess what it's about? No. I have no idea. What have we talked about the past two weeks? The election. No. <laughs> Try I again. don't know. I don't know. My brain's fried. I've had such a long day. Demon Slayer. Oh, obviously. obviously. Demon Slayer is back in the news again by breaking more records. The movie. It has officially grossed over 15.7 billion yen and is currently sitting as the 10th highest grossing film of all time in Japan. Fun. It's been out for two weeks. Yeah. That's unreal. But I'm so excited. They need to license that shit here in the U.S. sooner. Yeah, I want to watch it. I want to watch it. I want to watch it now. I want to watch it in Canada. Yes. Yes. I don't even have a movie theater near me because I live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I I kind of want to take back what I said before we started recording about wanting to come sleep on your couch. I live in the middle of nowhere. I literally and it also do. snows a lot there. It does. There's a blizzard that's due on my birthday. Happy birthday? Happy birthday, blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> I got a Wait, birthday blizzard. Are we, are we talking about the DQ kind where they just turn the cup upside I wish. <laughs> I mean, technically, there's a lot of ice that's involved. Just less of the cream. I mean, hey, just go outside, put some chocolate syrup. You'll be fine. Oh, have you heard of, um, like, the frozen maple treat? I think they have a name. like uh, Maple pops. I don't know. Like, things that Canadians do. I mean, anything that involves the word maple, I can see Canada doing anyway. It, it's not just maple. It's maple and snow. Okay, get this. Get this. What you do is you go outside when it's frozen, when it's all cold outside and snowy, and you make a little indent in the snow, and you take a bottle of your favorite maple syrup, and you pour it in the snow, and it'll freeze, and you stick a stick in it if you want to, or you can just pick it up and eat it, and it's like a frozen maple treat, like a little snack, like a little candy. But you see, (laughs) in my brain, I did not envision that as a snack. I just imagined you putting, like, a two-quart divot 
in the ground and just pouring an entire bottle of maple syrup into it. Mm. Yeah. So it turns into a giant maple syrup popsicle. Why not? I have a bucket of maple syrup that's frozen. Or, okay, this is really fun, but it has to be really, really cold for this. Uh-huh. You take boiling water, like really, really, really hot water. Oh, I've seen this trick. Yeah, and you go outside and like a minus, I think it has to be like minus 15 at least, but we normally do it when it's around like minus 30. And, uh, and you put it in a bucket and you throw it and it just goes poof. And turned into steam. It's so cool. Yeah, I really want to watch that happen in person. I think that'd be really cool. It's super cool. Also, I've been really jealous here lately. Why? Because our foreign exchange student that lives in Norway, she has been going to see the Northern Lights up in Ah. northern Norway. And it just makes me so jealous. Yeah, you can see them from here too. Aren't you special? (laughs) They're a pretty regular thing here. Uh, they're not as bright as they would be up north. If you were like in in the Yukon or Northwest Territories or something, um, they'd obviously be a lot stronger. But you can see them as far south as Alberta. Mm. I just want to see cool shit. The Aurora Borealis. I don't ever get to see cool shit. Um. Yeah, but like you don't have frostbite warnings, so that's fun. You just you just got to make sure to wear a toboggan, mate. No, no. Even with a frostbite warning, you'll get the end of the tips of your nose off. You also got to wear a scarf with your toboggan. I think it's, normally we get to, uh, it's, it's pretty average to get to a 15 minute frostbite warning for any exposed skin. And uh, last year we got to a five minute frostbite warning with any exposed skin. So what I want to know is, mm-hmm. who's the test dummy for this? <laughs> I think it's just the wind chill. <laughs> they measure the wind chill and, and uh, go off of that. Somebody somebody has to be the test dummy for this. Like, somebody has to go outside and just stick an arm out. <laughs> and once they see frost form, they're like, oh, nope, stop that. <laughs> stop it. Come again. There was a girl in my school who um, ended up getting frostbite on both of her feet really bad. Oh, shit. Yeah. She lost some toes. It's pretty common. You see, like, um, guys, especially, like, old guys that used to work on the patch back in the day before they had, like, health regulations and shit. Mm-hmm. You'll see them with, like, half an ear missing or the tip of their nose kind of looking funny. Hmm. It's pretty common. So that's all the news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's go to the background then before I give a quick rundown of Free Ibatobi Swim Club. So, this one's a little bit different than most of the stuff that we've covered so far. Hmm. Free was not based off of a manga. (gasps) Hold your horses, guys. However, it is a sequel to a light novel called High Speed. Ooh. It was a light novel that ran from July 8th of 2013 to July 2nd of 2014 for a total of two volumes. The first season of the anime that we're covering today ran from July 4th of 2013 to September 26th of 2013 for a grand total of 12 episodes. Mm. It was, of course, done by Kyoto Animation, which we have discussed prior. Yeah. So if you want to check out some of their works, by all means, we got Violet Evergarden, K-On! God, I want to watch more (laughs) K-On! Let's do that. <laughs> sports month is canceled. We're just going to watch K-Owned for the rest oh, of the month. Sports month. You still have no earthly idea what I've thought about this. Like, I refuse to say a word until we got into this. I know. I don't. Uh, I, so I, I'm, I'm sure your anxiety is through the roof. He's, yeah, you're doing, uh, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Funsies. But you should have expected this after free. 
Yeah. Not free. Off to free. Off to dive. Yeah. Yep. You've you you asked for this. Well, you asked for a swimming anime. No, you suggested a swimming anime, and I said, sure, why not? I wanted to cover Chihai Furu, but you said you couldn't do it. <laughs> What's the problem? <laughs> I'm being vicious, really scary. Oh, is such such scared. I'm so scared of someone who's four foot three. <laughs> I'm getting smaller. <laughs> it, just, it just keeps getting worse and worse. One of my best friends is five one. Mm-hmm. But I just I keep giving her so much shit. I'm like, oh, Gary's four foot three. Oh, she's four foot one. I think last night I got down to like three six. Oh, oh you're two foot one. <laughs> I mean, that's probably going to be my next one. Why not? Mm, why not? But I, I really enjoy that dynamic. And also the fact we call each other Gary. <laughs> I mean, why not, right? I mean, I could go into the backstory behind that. I think it's better left unsaid. I was going to say, I'm not going to. Yeah, just leave it as Gary. <laughs> Anyways, do we, have, do we have any more background or is that all the background? That's all the background. That's all the background. Okay, in that case, it's my turn. I flew um, through all my bits. What's wrong with me tonight? I don't. I don't even know. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, free is about a group of high schoolers who decide to start a swim team in their high school because uh, it doesn't have one, and they all used to swim back when they were in elementary school. And it's about their relationships with each other and with um, a couple, well, one specific member, but a couple people from a school that is really near close to them, that is a sports school and uh, has a really competitive swim team that like places really well and like regionals and nationals and stuff. So it's about their relationship with some of the people from that school. It's about them starting their swim team. It's about them discovering, either discovering their love of swimming if they weren't previously a swimming athlete or rediscovering their love of swimming if for a, one of them who specifically left swimming and is now coming back to it. It's it's competitive swimming. So you're looking at like your typical stuff in the Olympics, you know, your freestyle, which is kind of what we're centered around with our main character, Haru, who only swims free. But then you've also got, like, you know, the butterfly front crawl, like that kind of thing, you know. And then also the relay medley uh, race. So those are the kind of things you're looking at, and they're competitive, so they're going to tournaments and sports anime stuff. That's kind of it. There's no real, like, massive plot line that I can get into without spoiling some stuff within the first couple of episodes. So, yeah, that's that's your overall. It's a swimming, sports anime, teenagers, centered around boys, swim team, and this is one of the most shipped animes of all time by our BL fan club, I'll say. By well, the BL no, fan club. No shit. This show yeah. is nothing but male plot. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. It is. It really is. It's, uh, it's funny because there's a beach episode, um, well, two beach episodes, but uh, the whole anime is a beach episode. They're swimming, they're in speedos. It's the whole anime is a like beach how, episode. How many screenshots did I send you of that chick just fucking fangirling over muscles? After, over muscles, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it really is. This is. This is their kind of... What is that anime? Oh, shoot. I can't remember. The one where it's like butts and boobs that are like fighting each other off a platform and it's like girls. And I'm sorry, it's a what? Huge, um, oh, shoot. This what is, is this an called? anime? 
Yeah, there's an anime for it. I've watched it. It's hilarious. Keijo. Keijo. Um, it's, mm. yeah, it's, it's, I would say it's the equivalent of that, but it's absolutely not. Because this is serious and it's like meant to be serious, but it has as much plot as that does, except for the like anti-gravity boobs that Keijo has. But yeah, like there's a lot of bare, bare chests but I also don't think that if you're a straight guy or a girl that is not interested in guys or, you know, just not into the BL kind of thing, I don't think that this is an anime that you're going to be turned away from, necessarily. Because although there is plot, it's still a sports anime and they have to be unclothed to that extent because they are swimmers. And swimmers are unclothed to that extent, if that makes sense. Honestly, they were more clothed than I thought they would be with it being a swimming anime. Yeah. Like, I just and expected is... Speedos, but no, it was like UFC shorts. Mm. Yeah. Uh, hardly there any is... Speedos. <laughs> There's quite a lot of humor surrounding it as well. Like, they did make sure that they, like, they're pretty aware that there's a lot of plot in this anime. Mm-hmm. But anyways, that's your overview. So, spoiler chicken hats on. <gasps> chicken spoiler hat things? Yep, one of those. Because we're going to get jumping into it. Or should I say, let's dive right in. Oh, I hate you. <laughs> Episode one, reunion at the starting block. Second, year's hi- second year high schoolers, Haru Nanase, Haruka Nanase and uh, Makoto Tachibana bump into their old friend, freshman, Nagisa Hazuki. They used to be in the same swim club when they were in elementary school, but they decided to, uh, but they ended up like on their separate way. Well, Nagisa is like younger than them, and then they went to middle school differently. And and so they kind of all got like split up a little bit, except for Haru and Makoto, but both of them stopped swimming. But they decide to go revisit their old swim club when they hear that it's getting torn down. Kind of to to relive some old memories and also specifically to retrieve a trophy that they won in a relay medley race when they were in elementary. However, they're kind of worried about digging it up without the fourth member of their relay team. But Rin Matsuko, uh, Matsuka, sorry, uh, Rin Matsuka is actually there already because he left to go to swimming school in Australia, but he came back when his sister told him about them being at the school. So he came back and he already dug it up. And he is a very different demeanor to what he used to have when he dug up their their trophy from the time capsule. Haru and him nearly race in the pool, but it's empty. And they have this like really tense rivalry between the two of them. They run into Rin's younger sister, uh, Go, where, cause she actually goes to their school as opposed to his school. And she tells them that Rin is going to Samezuka, a swimming, sports boarding school kind of thing um, now that he's back from Australia and they end up going to that school to see him and check out their swim team and the pool there after school hours and they bump into him and they face off Haru and Rin finally have a face off right at the beginning what did you think about his shark teeth (laughs) that's my initial question big file File big file I just kept thinking they must be so sensitive like, could you imagine if you actually did that to your teeth, how sensitive your teeth would be? I just, I think about how bad it gets whenever I eat ice cream and stuff, and I just mm. cringe the entire time. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't understand why they did it, either. Because he's the like, bad boy. <laughs> Excuse my voice there. Excuse me. And somebody uh, got excited. <laughs> I get- <laughs> he's the bad boy. He's got to have shark teeth. That's how that works, right? No. <laughs> Design flaw. Right off the bat. Yeah, I don't know why they gave him shark teeth. 
I don't either. I mean, I'll give it a pass, but why? Does somebody explain that to me, please? Yeah, it's one of the only things in, the, in this anime that's like, I think it is the only thing in this anime that's kind of like a non-human element, like a thing that wouldn't actually happen in real life. Mm-hmm. It's like, how did you get a full set of canines? Yeah. I really want long, longer canines. Why is that such a thing to be like, I want fangs? It's, it's the weeb coming out. It's the weeb. It's also just that, like, I, I like the idea of biting things and being able to, like, grip in really well and then, like, shred it. You know, like, biting a pillow and then, like, pulling your teeth away and all the feathers just go poof. Like, how satisfying would that be? I'm scared. Do you not feel like that? Do you not feel like the pressure on your teeth would feel really good? No. Oh, maybe it's just me then. <laughs> Write in the comments if you're scared too. <laughs> I don't know. Something about like having really intense teeth is just really satisfying to me. As a vegetarian, maybe it's just like I'm not getting my need to eat animal kill thing from my brain being like, I haven't eaten meat. You must murder. You know, like you're survival brain I go I'm a caveman thing going help me <laughs> do you know what I mean though I'm not crazy right I mean I am crazy as why I'm seeing a psychologist but like I'm not actually crazy right <laughs> the way that was phrased I mean, I can't sit here and say that I relate because I do eat my fair share of meat on a regular basis. So I am used to just tearing through things. Mm. I will say it is satisfying to like open stuff with your teeth. Mm. So I get it. Yeah. Or, you know, anything to anything help you feel like I agree. (laughs) I think it's just when you have braces for so long, then after you get them off, you just want to like chomp. I can definitely agree with that. I had yeah. braces on for fucking ever. Mm-hmm. Then as soon as I got them off, I was just like, <gasps> steak. Yeah. Yeah, see, that feeling never went away for me. I still have that feeling of, like, must bite. You know what's so satisfying to bite? Paperback mm. books. Explain yourself. Well, because you bite them and your teeth sink, but they don't sink that far. Or were you like, why did you buy a paperback book? <laughs> Is the where's the explaining coming in? <laughs> I bit a paper. I don't know why I've bitten paperback books. I like to bite things, and my teeth end up hurting if I don't bite stuff really hard. Stay away uh. from blue. Stay uh. away. Don't want to get bit. Stay away. Uh, yeah. Also, don't buy her books. <laughs> no, I won't bite. I I don't bite good books. So I bite every like- manga you get has to pass the bite test. No. <laughs> No, it's like, I've only done it like once or twice, okay? It's not like, oh, every Thursday, time to bite a book. It's, <laughs> it's like a That's th- what you made it sound like. Just no, every time you get a new paperback book, just chomp. No, I don't do that. Although that would be a great way to be able to identify them because of my dental imprint. So like, no, that's mine. How come it's yours? It's not yours. You didn't write your name on it. No, but I did bite it and my dental impression's on it. <laughs> right? Uh, it would have been great to use as a kid. Um, no, but, you know, like, I don't know, like, Spanish dictionaries and stuff. Sorry, Spanish-speaking people. I don't know why I bit your dictionary. But, like, I don't speak Spanish. <laughs> Did you hope to absorb knowledge? Just no. chomp on it suddenly be no, like, I just got Yo, curious. hablo espanol. <laughs> I just got curious. <laughs> and gave it a bite. I don't know. <laughs> the, the level of curiosity there. 
It's like you do things on impulse and then you think, that was really stupid. Why did I do that? But by then it's already done. <laughs> no, just me? Okay. I am I, <laughs> so pleased right now. The indent on my so leg pleased. from my pants kind of looks like the union flag. Sorry, what? Nothing. Um... <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it was just, yeah, nothing. It's fine. I'm just having an ADHD day. What were your initial impressions of free, anyway? I want to go swim. You want to go swim? That was your first yeah. impression. It's no, like, mine's like, impression. I wish I could swim. Do what? Mine's just like, I wish I could swim. I mean, I could teach you. Just like I can teach you how to play tennis. I think I'll have more success swimming than tennis, but yeah, sure. But I mean, your love for Prince of Tennis outweighs your love for free. So therefore... I should be better at tennis. Yes. However... Dun, dun, dun. I don't think I will be wrong. because I have... I have noodles for arms. I noodles. mean, you can't I can even go deny for ramen. it. <laughs> Udon, uh, yakisoba. <laughs> Episode two: Memories in the Distance. The day after the base, uh, Nagisa suggests that they start a swim club at school, as there is an old, unused outdoor pool that's like really dilapidated and disheveled. And so um, they go in. They get their homeroom teacher. Miho Senpai, Senpai, that's not it, uh, Sensei, thank you, brain, Spit for getting out. there eventually. Uh, Miho Sensei's help, but they actually call her Miho-chan most of the time. Which humors me. Yeah, they're like, best buds with the teach. And, and they get her to help them out because they need a faculty advisor, and now they just need one more member. What? Go, worried about her brother, joins as a manager so that his old team can hopefully help him back on the right track. Because she actually finds out that he didn't join the swim team, even though he's now at a swim boarding school. Uh, after Australia he came back, he didn't join the swim team. And she's like, what's going on? Makoto runs into their old coach who tells him that the reason behind Haru quitting swimming wasn't actually because Rin left for Australia like he had originally thought it was and he just got demotivated and didn't want to swim anymore. It's actually because Rin came back during a holiday and they raced each other and Haru beat Rin, crushing Rin's spirit and making him say that he didn't want to continue swimming anymore. So Haru felt so guilty for hurting his friend and his former teammate that he decided to quit swimming himself so that he couldn't hurt anybody else. Because he is just a bean. And and it, it, I think the, it affected him more than it would have affected somebody else because of the fact that he just swam to swim. Like he didn't have any like goal, whereas Rin wanted to get to the Olympics and had like this big goal in mind, whereas Haru just swims free because he wants to be free. Like he just swims because he swims and had no real goal in mind. And so it didn't, he didn't feel like it would affect him as much as it would Rin. And so he quit. Rin uh, ends up signing up for the swim team for his school. And once he finds out that Haru has started a team at his school and that he's swimming again. And he's really unsatisfied with the win against Haru, even though he finally won after all of this time because of the shape that Haru's in. Haru hasn't been swimming for years. He's out of shape. Well, he's definitely not out of shape, but he's not in prime optimal sports shape. Optimus Prime shape. <clears throat> Autobots, roll out. Boo. Boo! Yeah, and that's episode two. What did you think of the race? The first race? Haru versus Rin. I felt like it wasn't very sports anime enough. Mm. felt like they could have drug it out more. Yeah, that's one thing I will say, is that the events throughout this are so much shorter than a lot of other animes. It's like they're animes. done in real time. Yeah. 
which is odd. Like, none of the moments are slowed down or anything. It's just mm-hmm. all done in real time. Yeah. Which... Or I'm just like, is, huh, that's yeah, interesting. It, mm. I mean, it makes sense because <laughs> it's real time. But it's very non-anime. Uh, because if you're watching something like... Diamond No Ace or whatever. I think one of their baseball games. I mean, baseball done in real anime. They do it in real time because baseball games are forever. Like, I don't know how long the baseball game. Like, I feel like that takes like four years to complete. <laughs> but like, moments take a really long time. Well, I mean, in Haikyuu, doesn't one tournament last an entire season? I think one game lasts a season. Is it one game or one tournament? I can't remember. I swear to God, if one game lasts an entire season, I'm not watching that show. <laughs> It's really good though. Haikyuu's really good. I will destroy good. it. I I can't remember if like, it's a game. That's or a Dragon Ball Z levels of bullshitting. Why do I feel like it's a game? I feel like it's a game, but it's probably a season. But in my my head is telling me it's a game. It's been a while since I watched Haikyuu, though. I haven't seen the latest season. Um, oh my god! I don't. I don't. I don't know if that's real though. I don't. Don't trust me on that. I, that's just my brain going. It's a game, but it might not be. If it is a game. I will cancel next sports month. <laughs> no, no. Haikyuu's actually really, really, really good, and you can tell it by the ratings. Ah, I'm not the one that looks up the ratings. You are. It, it, it does it does well. It does well. It um, does well. <laughs> it does well. <laughs> People seem to like Haikyuu a lot. Job. I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. And I love, I love the little faces of the animation style. Uh, the faces make me laugh when they're all, like, goofy. A goofy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, we're not talking about Haikyuu, we're talking about free. Speaking of free, episode three. Am I allowed to do that? Is that possible? I'm going to say that's possible. Theoretical dolphin kick. The boys. Um, the boys are trying to get a fourth swimmer to join their team. So they can enter tournaments and be like officially registered as a club, even though they need needed four members to be officially registered as a club, but they don't have four swimmers because Go is the manager. And Nagasi, uh, Naga, Nagas, Nagisa. <laughs> Nagisa. I'm together eventually with my vowels. Nagisa eventually ends up coming across a guy called Ray, who is a pole vaulter and a track and field athlete. He runs, but specifically he kind of does the pole vaulting thing. And he's like, hey, I want to recruit you because you're a boy with a girly name, so you fit in the group. And he is swiftly rejected. Like, Nafam, ain't it, chief? Not one of me. And so a bunch of pressure happens and him pestering him as animes happen and to go in that direction, you know, trying to, you're going to be part of my team. No, I won't. Yes, you are. Uh, no, I won't. Uh, yes, you are. Okay, fine. I'll join temporarily while I go to a joint practice session with Samezuka, which is the school that Rin is a part of their old teammate and now rival. I feel like I'm being so dramatic today. Are you? Uh, maybe not any more than normal, but it feels like I am. But it turns out that Ray can't swim. Oh my god, how is he going to be a swimmer if he can't swim? And he is really, like, down on himself about it. He's feeling all, like, sad. I'm not going to swim. I'm just going to go back to my track and field. And then Haru swims. And he swims so beautifully that Ray is like, oh my gosh, I want to swim. And uh, <laughs> and a new quad is formed. Yay. Episode three. <laughs> I All I've got in my head is the sound effect of him pushing his glasses up, going, shing. <laughs> That's all I've got running through my head right now. Anime trope number 37. Yep. Just pushing his clothes. Anyway, you you know, you know what I'm talking about. If you listen at home, you know the exact noise. Mm-hmm. This goes through my oh, head yeah. right now. Carrying on. Mm. Episode four. Captive Butterfly. The team starts training properly. 
uh, because they're like, mm, we have a tournament to get to, yeah. And Ray attempts to learn to swim, but sinks like a rock. Sorry, submarine. Every time. Perhaps it's his speedo. Outfit montage? Outfit montage. Plot for the sake of plot. Uh-huh. Haru bumps into Rin and challenges him. And and they both, like, Haru bumps into Rin. I don't know if it's Rin that challenges Haru or Haru that challenges Rin. It just kind of happens in conversation. That at the coming tournament, they're going to have a race. And Haru's going to be in his, in his proper condition. And it's going to be a legit race as opposed to previously. And they're going to get everything settled so that Rin can finally move forward and become the athlete that he wants to be. And leave Haru in the dust. Except there's no dust because everything's wet. So leave him in the splashes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they end up having a challenge. Haru and Ray end up having a bit of a heart-to-heart because Ray's really, really down as luck that he can't swim. And they end up having a bit of a heart-to-heart and kind of relating to each other. They're both kind of a little bit lost right now, just floating through the world as... As butterflies just flying on by. Um, and it turns out that relating to butterflies, Ray can swim the butterfly. What? It's the only stroke that he can swim. How convenient. What? Convenience for the sake of convenience? No. <laughs> Uh, could you imagine though like going to the pool with him just to have a casual time and the stroke that he swims is the butterfly like, like just and like, it seems like the most difficult one out of the bunch to do yeah, but that's the one that he just gets yeah it's just like you're just hanging around just like playing with floaties having like a good time eating pizza laughing with your friends and you're like hey let's play volleyball or something he's like okay I'm gonna swim to that section of the pool has to swim there with the butterfly oh <laughs> also Why? don't you want to see doggy paddle be like an olympic event because i do i think that would be a great time right i think i think that the doggy paddle should be added into swimming events who can swim the best doggy paddle find out next time <laughs> i sorry i'm in a stupid mood um <laughs> no no i get it though that'd be great right wouldn't that be so fun watching like really fun. grown Giant Athletes. men and women. Yeah, like, like Michael Phelps. Donkey paddle. <laughs> most decorated athlete. I think he's the most decorated athlete of all time, Michael Phelps, right? Yeah, I think he's the most decorated Olympic athlete of all time. Yeah, just seeing him do the doggy paddle. Like, how funny. That would be a great time. Uh, but also, I feel uh, like it would be, be so, like, you'd be sitting on the edge of your seat, like, so intense. But it would also take so long. <laughs> I'm, I'm so curious. I want to see him. I want to see Michael Phelps do the doggy paddle. If there's a video of that somewhere, I need to find it. Because that would be so funny. I would be greatly amused. I have a feeling that I'll end up, if you find this video, that I'll end up getting it. Yep, you will. If, you, if I find it, I will send it to you. Like, if I could find, like, Tom Daly just doing a cannonball instead of his, like, triple back somersault dive bombs. I don't know what he, <laughs> I don't know what he does. Belly flop. Yeah, Tom Daly belly flopping. Like, that would be funny. I mean, he, he did when dives went wrong, but, like, like purposefully belly flopping. It, he goes for what looks like it's going to be just so graceful and then just flop. Just starfishes. Yeah, that'd be great. <clears throat> I have such an itchy nose, it's not even funny. Uh, somebody is, like, what is it? Jen? Itchy nose is... Is Jen around? Maybe she is. I don't know. I've been, I've been chit-chatting with Jen. I have to, I need to work on her commission. Ooh. Episode five, trial in open water. Goal finds himself, finds 
herself a training program. Sorry. Uh, it, it fits because she's a girl with a masculine name. Um, she she finds herself a training program from the old swim club that used to use the building. And they decide to hold a training camp beach episode part one. However, they be broke. So they go camping on a beach. Camping on a beach. Do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm glad uh, it wasn't only my brain. That went there. <laughs> Good. I'm glad we're on the same wavelength. Uh, and they're going to go swimming in the ocean instead of a luxurious pool. Haru is concerned. Oh my god, my... let's go swim in the ocean. Why? They go swim in the ocean? Why are they even oh so swim in the ocean? Don't you know if you swim in the ocean, you have more buoyancy, so it's easier, except there's waves, which makes it harder. But, oh my god, they also got to lie about salt. Oh, and your hair? Gross. Oh my god, and also when you're at the ocean, you got sand and ow. Ow. Like, ow. Fucking uh, sand. Ow. Ow. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm swimming in the ocean instead of a luxurious pool. Haru is concerned though because Makoto is scared of the ocean. Samezuka is on the same island? What? How convenient. What is this? The school that is their biggest rival is. Training with their training camp on the same place that they're having their training camp? Whoa. Plot. And yeah, they go training. They do the swimming. But Ray is falling behind and they only managed to complete half of their first training, uh, like the training regimen that they were supposed to complete. They only managed to do half, it, half of it on the first day and they're feeling kind of a little bit down. But the rest of the guys are kind of like, oh, well, we're just getting back into it. Pick themselves back up again. But Ray is feeling like really down on himself because he's used to being this super competitive top of his league athlete with track and field. Like he was doing pretty well. And uh, although his coach did say that he was kind of stuck with, with where he was, he kind of hit a bit of a, a wall with with track and field but he was also like it's a sport he's very familiar with he'd gotten a lot of awards for it in the past stuff like that and now he's feeling kind of like out of place out of sorts with a new team in a new sport with only one event that he can compete in and he's not doing so hot so he decides that he is going to be real smart like the most smart you know and after they've all stopped for the day and they go to bed he's like you know what i'm gonna do I'm going to swim in the ocean at night with nobody knowing about it. I thought that was going to go in a completely different direction. What direction did you think I was going to go in? I thought he was going to go crab hunting. Oh. Isn't that what you do when you go to the beach? You go out at night and go hunt crabs? I just went during the day and went rock pooling. But crabs? There are crabs in the rock pools. But they're easier to see and catch at night. But you can't see anything. <laughs> you take a flashlight. But then it's all cold. Oh, I forget you live in, in hot weather place. <laughs> Yeah, you damn Eskimo. Uh, well, the ocean but experience I have. Not knowing is. <laughs> the ocean experience I have is British, so it's still cold. You just, you just need not... to just come down here and visit. I, it's too hot. I get too hot. My body is not built for heat. I, I overheat very quickly. So do I. That's why we go swim. I get really sick with air conditioning. Air conditioning really? makes me really sick. I guess it's just because you're not used to it, considering air conditioning doesn't exist in Canada. No, like, it's not a thing. We don't have it installed in our buildings. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it makes me feel really, really sick. <coughs> Excuse me, I'm dying. Are you good? No, I'm, I'm good now. But, like, when I go outside and it's really, really hot, I'll overheat. And then I'll come inside and air conditioning is too cold for my body. Like my body temperature is what, like, standard air conditioning is set at is, is too cold for my body. So that's, like, me wearing a sweater that's like jumper weather and and so but then of course i'm wearing clothes that are designed for outside so they're very very like 
cool clothes to put on. And then I overheat outside and I come inside and I, I get too cold and I never reach my like comfortable body temperature. And it makes me feel really, really sick. And a couple of times I've gotten like really like ill from the, from going from like hot places to too cold, to too hot, to too cold. I don't get that in Canada though with the heating. I don't know why, but like if I go outside, I think it's probably because you bundle up when you're, when you're outside. So you never really get too cold. Like your limbs get cold, but your chest and stuff doesn't get too cold. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyways, I went on a rant there. We could not be in the same building together. Nope. One of us would always be uncomfortable. I, I keep my house at 18 degrees. Yeah, that's way too cold for me. I I would be in layers. <laughs> it's just, I mean, I, I would I'm be comfortable, but I would definitely be in a hoodie. Like, I just feel like it's comfortable in that. Because you're not hot, so it's just, it's comf. And besides, who's not happy wearing hoodies? That's true. I wear hoodies and fluffy socks all year round. So see, there you go. It'd, mm. it'd be fun. Yeah. I love blankets and hot water bottles. Blankets! Hot water bottles! Uh, we went through episode five, episode six. No, we didn't We didn't quite finish episode five because we went on a rant for being an idiot. Yes, we got to some at night. He's a big idiot. And a storm rolls in because convenient plot. And Makoto ends up seeing him, but dot 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 cliffhanger. Naked? Episode six. Snow breathing. Shock. Haru and <clears throat> Nagisa hear the commotion and jump into the ocean. Commotion in the ocean. Uh, <laughs> following Makoto. Makoto freezes because of his fear, but Haru manages to save him. Nagisa uh, going after Ray. Ray feels bad, man. He feels real bad. Uh, like he should because he's an idiot. And everyone ends up taking shelter in a haunted lighthouse and play a bunch of games. They have a heart-to-heart, some team bonding. Makoto reveals why he was scared of the ocean because an uh, old fisherman friend that he got to close to when he was a kiddo died in a storm. And it kind of scared him from the ocean when he was a kid. And then there's a really pretty night sky scene that's just nice animation. But mate, it's Kyoto. Of course it's going to be nice animation. I know, but that scene was really creative. I liked the looking up and then looking down into the puddle and them all seeing, like, that was cool. Yeah, that was really cool. I enjoyed that bit. Mm -hmm. Episode 7. One final, one style final. I can read one style final. Can you though? Rin tells his kohai, Nitori, about his dad and the fact that his dad actually went to the same swim school that he did when he was really young and competed in the relay like he did and had this dream of becoming an Olympian. He was doing really, really good. He was a really accomplished swimmer, but ended up getting married and having kids and life kind of got in the way and he never ended up getting to do it. And then his father actually ended up passing away in the same storm that the fisherman friend of Makoto ended up passing away from too. And he says that he is trying to follow in his father's footsteps and he was doing it so closely that he joined the swim team with his friends and joined the relay and won the relay the same way that his dad did. But now he's still kind of stuck on this thing with Haru, but he's opening up a little bit more about his dad and we learn some more of his backstory. And yeah, he cannot, he feels that he just can't move forward without beating Haru. So there's a lot of pressure on this race with Haru. Haru and Rin end up actually being in the lanes next to each other when the tournament comes around because Rin, well, it's debated as to whether or not Rin slowed his time on purpose to be in Haru's group, in his qualifying group, because that's what he said. But they may have just been next to qualifying times and then he was being sassy about it and was like, well, I slowed my time to be next to you, you know? So that's up to viewer interpretation, I guess, as to 
to whether or not you believe he actually slowed his time down or just said he did. Oh my god. Oh my god, he's fantastic. And they end up racing. Haru loses and Rin promises that they're never going to swim together again. Ever. And it's dramatic and angry. Angsty teen vibes. Angsty teen vibes. And he's mean about it and Haru's upset. Why you gotta be so rude? So rude. Episode 8, Revenge in the Medley. None of the other boys actually ended up qualifying for their in their events for regionals, and all four are really sad about it and leaving their journey, especially after Nagisa kind of picked up Haru back, picked him back up after his loss with some team bonding, you know, nothing like team spirit. But all is not lost, dramatically, because that's the way animes work. Because Girl reveals that she actually signed them up for the relay medley and just didn't tell them secretly. She was like, oh, it's a big secret. I told you, I actually signed you up for this as well. Unfortunately, Haru had already went home by the time she reveals this and they can't find him. They can't get a hold of him. He left his phone at home and he's not at home and they all go and try and wait at his home. Everyone's really worried about him because he lost this race and he was feeling pretty down. And yeah, they don't they don't know where he is, can't find him. He's at the pool. Like, I don't know why they didn't check there first, but you know. Everyone thinks he... Uh, yeah, everyone thinks that he's not going to want to enter the relay because of his relationship with Rin and everything that happened with him. But with the help of a sleepy Makoto and a very confusing voicemail, Haru is in! They race the next day, Rin watching the team he used to be in from the sidelines. Episode 9, Hesitant. Loosen up. Getting intense now, boy. They win! Yay! <laughs> Haru was feeling confused and shitty because of everything that happened with Rin. But now he's feeling better because he's reminded himself about the power of friendship and his love of swimming with the team. So they go to the summer festival to take a break. But when Rin shows up, the boys start acting like his ex-girlfriend showed up or something and they're like hide him don't let him see he's gonna burst into tears um and you can completely see how fans went absolutely crazy with the ships in this show because they they fully played into that when making this just a hair just Just a hair just a smidge and ray follows rin around and ends up seeing him in a really vulnerable moment in front of their old elementary school when Haru learns about everything, everyone hiding Rin, he assures them that he's fine and that he wants to race with them again as a team and that he loves them and that they're his friends and it's all happy. Except for Rin, he's sad. But everyone else is good. <laughs> uh, the power of friendship. Friendship? No. Never. Nobody has what friends. What is friendship? What is, I don't know, it's foreign to me. Foreign concept. What is friendship? Friendship is Friend an itchy don't nose. hurt me. Oh my god, I'm dying. Okay. You good, mate? No, I have a freaking itchy nose. It's so bad. Jan, damn it. <laughs> I'm like trying to get it to stop itching. I, I keep thinking I got a hair on my nose, but I genuinely don't. I've checked it like five million times. I, I'm just dying. Okay. Episode 10. Irritated heart race. Don't ask. Don't know. Rin's childhood flashback. We go to the flashback with the four of them, him moving um, to the school, becoming friends with the, the four of them, him setting up the relay race, uh, Haru not wanting to be part of the relay race, him persuading him, them being all good friends, competing, winning the race, him going to Australia. Like that whole shebang all happens in flashback. And Ray is also feeling really 
like second best to Rin. You know, he's the replacement butterfly swimmer in the relay. He's kind of feels like a replacement friend, a secondary friend. Like he's not supposed to be on the team. He's a, he's like, you know, substitute. And Rin's feeling like they've replaced him with Ray. And so they're both feeling shitty about the situation. And and Haru explains to Ray that Rin was the reason that he quit swimming originally uh, because he felt guilty about everything that happened. Then Rin and uh, Ray ends up confronting Rin and they have a, a butterfly off, but it's not swimming, it's just asserting dominance. <laughs> Who is the masculinist? Who is the biggest man out of these mans? Who is the best butterfly? I'm the best butterfly. I'm the best butterfly. Episode 11, Furious All Out. Ray versus Rin continues. The team answer Ray. The, the team assure Ray, sorry, that he is a valued member of the team, even if he's new and the others have history. Rin versus Ray, part two, before the tournament meeting. Why do I feel like this could be like a series on its own? Just Rin versus Ray. It's like Rin versus Ray, butterfly off. Rin versus Ray continues. Rin versus Ray, part two, before the tournament meeting. <laughs> like, it could be a series. It could be. <laughs> they just get, I get the spinoff series of them just competing against one another and stupid shit. Just, honestly, yeah, like just like, we're going to have a, a table tennis table. tournament. We're going to, I'm going to compete you, Pac-Man. Well, try and catch more goldfish. Well, you you know. Yeah, just an entire spinoff of that, please, thanks. <laughs> that would be great. That would be a really funny OVA. And, uh, yeah, he, Rin ends up telling Ray that he was having actually, he was actually having troubles in Australia before he raced Haru. And even though he was upset in the moment, that race actually kind of caused, in the race that caused Haru to quit, and actually kind of motivated him to keep swimming, even though he'd hit this wall in Australia, so that he could beat Haru. He had a goal then. And, and, the, and then even further, when he watched their team in the relay in their previous race, it kind of gave him back his love of swimming and, and, and his passion again. Because previously in their last fight, um, Ray had told Rin that he's the reason that Haru quit swimming and it hadn't ever really connected, connected to him before. So, um, yeah, Rin feels the need to explain himself to Ray. Rin, then, when he returns back to his hotel for the tournament, he's then told that he actually won't be competing in the relay at, with his school. And so he's not going to be facing Haru again. And he is sad about it. Episode 12, the final episode. Distance free! Rin is not doing well because of the news and because he's not going to be in the relay. And he chokes bad on his 100 meter free which is the only event that he qualified in in regional, despite the fact that Butterfly is his best race, because he wanted to focus on it so that he could beat Haru, which was really stupid. He should have still ended in the Butterfly race, but like, yeah, okay, fine. And he reaches his limit. You know, he's he's reached his limit emotionally. He is done. And he yells at Nitori, his kohai, that he's going to quit swimming and kind of scares the poor kid. I mean, Nitori's... I find his voice, act, voice actor in the sub really annoying. But that's just me. <laughs> but yeah. he, yeah. Did you watch it subbed or dubbed? Subbed. Yeah, I find his 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 voice actor in that really annoying. But I also like I understand where he's coming from. I just don't like him very much. I feel bad about not liking him. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what I mean? I can understand though. Yeah, 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 I get it. But yeah, he gets spooked when Ray goes when Rin goes um apeshit. And Ray ends up telling the group what Rin told him about Haru not actually being the reason of him, like like quitting swimming and hitting this wall because he had hit this wall in Australia previously, and Haru was just kind of like the cherry on top. But actually, ended up motivating him further. And and he tells him that to clear Haru's head because Haru is clearly having a hard time with Rin saying that he's going to quit swimming again. Like it's just brought back all of these bad memories, and he's not doing well. Ray tells them to that that they have to race again. And they all run off to find Rin. Haru and Rin fight it out and they have a roll in the dirt that's very shippy. The totally for the BL fans out there. Until Rin's emotions boil over and he cries like the shark-toothed swimmer he is. <laughs> <laughs> and the team pick it back up again with the power of friendship. And they race with him in the team. Winning! But of course they're disqualified. Absolutely. Completely correctly. Because he's not from their school. He's also not the teammate that was on the list. So even if he was from their school, he all, he wasn't on the sign-up sheet as to him being the member that's supposed to compete. So I'm very certain they would have been disqualified even if he was part of their school because he wasn't the name written down. But they win, but they're disqualified. But it's okay though, because everyone's happy. And Ray is motivated to become as good as Rin. He wants to be as good a teammate as Rin. Well, not as good a teammate because he was a pretty bad teammate, but as good a swimmer as Rin to help out his team properly. And Rin's captain wants to get him swimming on his team like that. Now he's kind of cleared his head and cleared the air. And the season ends with the two schools having a joint practice and everyone being friends and rivals rather than just rivals. And that's how the season ends. Do I even need to say it? You didn't like that he didn't he competed in the race and you wanted it to be Ray and you wanted them to win? I could have cared less if they won or not. Mm. Just the fact that they put him in there after all of that shit. <sighs> but it's the power of friendship. The power of friendship is bullshit. <laughs> like that was garbage. Not happy with that? No. Who would be happy with that? I like but then i'm a sucker for like a bad guy turning good plot so i am fully aware that that's like a big bias of mine well i'm i'm fine with him turning good but why why would you put your like they work their ass off for that situation not only that but ray i do feel really bad all of that shit like yeah i just yeah ray kind of got shot on a lot that last because episode 11 they're talking about oh i I just want us to compete as a team that's all i want they were all so happy and then ray just willingly gave it up for rin and then they lost their chance to go to nationals yeah i yeah i don't know there there's a couple really like free is pretty cliche at least the first season is i can't really remember much about the next what happens i know that there is um a season i think it's a season maybe a movie i think it's a season though of them when they were kids so you get to watch the flashback basically but like in a full season mm-hmm. and i think that is one of them i i it's been a long time since i watched it to be honest so i don't remember much about what happened after this mm-hmm. 
But yeah, there's a lot of cliche stuff in it. it the show for me is just a pretty feel good show. It's nothing like a high class, you, you know, you don't watch it to, it's not like an Oscar winning movie. You know what I mean? It's like a fun movie, like a shoot 'em up. It's like the equivalent of that, but anime for me, sports anime. It's just like a little bit of fun. Uh, all right, what do you rate it? I'm going to give it a six and a half because one of the voice actors pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, but it did. There's a lot of very convenient plot, and the actual sp- swimming events weren't long enough. Those are my three things. But again, it was realistic. It was realistic, but when I'm watching a sports anime, I do like to see some sports, and I feel like for a sports anime, it's pretty light on sport. But it's slice of life anime with sports elements. So that's true. Slice of life sp- about sports. Rather than sports about slice of life. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? I, I, I want more. I get what you're saying. I yeah. understand completely. What about you? You know, before episode 12, I was right there with you. You know, I was like, oh, you know, six or seven, somewhere in that ballpark. No, this shit literally took a dive. Huh? Huh? I, I, I get it. I get it. I'm unsatisfied, but I get it. <laughs> the last episode drops it to like a five. Yeah. For me. Just. Honestly, I want to rate it lower, but I can't judge an entire show off of one episode considering I enjoyed a lot of the stuff up to that point. Mm -hmm. Because even the tropes, like, I found it funny. Yeah, there's quite a lot of humor throughout the show that I didn't really talk about in the notes. Things Mm. like the the teacher being a swimsuit model and trying to hide it throughout her whole, whole time. Um, that's really funny. That was a funny trope of her being like, them being like, you know about swimsuits. You're the perfect teacher for, for us to, you had a previous job working with a swimsuit company. You're a perfect teacher to be part of our, our faculty advisor. And she's like, eh. And they're like, yeah, tell us about professional sports swimsuits and the technology that goes into them. And she's a bikini model. Like, that was really funny. I mean, just their interactions Mm. and whatnot. It was, it was enjoyable. And even the tropes were funny mm-hmm. so i i enjoyed it like it really wasn't bad by mm-hmm. any means it's just that last episode just made me so mad <laughs> the last episode makes me want to watch more because it just immediately makes me want to watch them in their third year of high school and to watch them win and compete in nationals and and do really well and they go on to the olympics you know that's that's how it makes me feel is like th- this is a stepping stone for their career but i completely understand how it's not satisfying in itself you know. What have we watched recently that I would say I felt more satisfied than watching this? What was it? Because um, we watched something recently where I was like, fuck that. The last three that we've covered have been My Hero Academia, Deadman Wonderland, and The Promised Neverland. I felt more satisfied with how the first season of Tokyo Ghoul ended than this shit. Hmm. And that's saying a lot considering you dove straight into season two. Mm-hmm. Have you finished season two yet, by the way? You know, I don't remember. Hmm. I have I have no memory of that. No memory of starting into season two? Genuinely none. And you got like three or four episodes in, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I'm trying to... What the... You know what happened? Hmm? My laptop broke. What? Yeah, my laptop broke. And so <laughs> I lost progress of where I was. I think that's what happened is my laptop broke and I lost progress of where I was. And because I watch all my anime on my laptop, obviously, rather than sitting at my mm-hmm. desktop. And when I managed to get it up and running again, I think I just forgot. I I have such a bad memory. Oh my god. Getting to know, like, this podcast has made me aware of how bad my memory is. This podcast has made me aware of just how shit I am at explaining things and trying to get my feelings out. Aw, express I'm the yourself. detriment to this podcast. No, you're not. You're an asset. 
No, the I'm just sooner an ass. you start believing it, the sooner everyone else believes it. I don't know how that saying goes. <laughs> I, I must first believe in myself for anyone else can believe in me. Yeah, some shit like that. Um, <laughs> it's the truth. Uh, yeah, O-P-E-D. What did you think? O-P, meh. I like the animation style. I hated the song. There's a lot of, like, dubstep throughout this anime. I really enjoyed the dubstep. Yeah. Like, it would just kick in at the right times, and mm. it just, it was really enjoyable. It's, it does date the anime, though. I will, I will say that. The dubstep. <laughs> yeah, it definitely dates it. Yeah. That's okay. Like, I'm with it. Hands down. Because, uh, the animation style doesn't look out of place from something that you would see today. It's just because it's Kyoto. That's why. Mm-hmm. But the dubstep is what makes it look like it's from 2013. Yeah, it, it dates it. Just, yeah. just a hair. Just yeah. a little bit. And the was, OP is, also has elements of dubstep in it, if I'm if I remember correctly. Uh, don't even remember. It just felt very like boy bandish. Fitting for the show, to be honest. Uh, yes. But I agree. Yeah, the OP wasn't great. But the ED was good. I enjoyed mm. it. Mm. But still, I think my OP for the year goes to Tony Kawa right now. Still. Yeah. I I just really like that classical Japanese music mixed with rap. It's awesome. Yeah. So good. Uh, my favorite OP that didn't come out this year, but I f- first listened to this year, is Tanaka Kun. <laughs> I'm excited for our anime awards episode. It's, I'm excited too. I'm gonna have to go back through my old notebooks because I have I've gone through a whole notebook and I started in a different notebook. So we were on three notebooks this year. My first notebook was just in my odds and sods notes. It was just like my random ass notebook that I write like I. I'm on the phone and I need to jot something down real quick. Notebook, you know? Even though I don't Mm -hmm. talk to anybody on the phone ever, but you know. Anyway, we talked about animation. You think it's nice. We talked about the OP and the ED. We talked about the plot line. And we talked about the plot. And we talked about the plot. Oh, it's a really cute little crush that the captain of Samezuka swim team has on Go. That's really cute. Mm-hmm. That was really cute, though. Also, like how Go just hates her name. She keeps telling everybody to call her Ko. Yeah. (laughs) Because it sounds more feminine. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I really enjoyed that dynamic yeah, too. That was cute. And okay, okay, I do have one question though. Mm-hmm. You know, in the last race, in the last relay, when they're swimming, and then as they're swimming, it turns into a fever dream, and they're all like swimming in the ocean or like with dolphins and shit. How did that make you feel? Because I felt like I was so high watching that. You see, I uh, that was probably my favorite part of the last episode because mm-hmm. I feel like everybody that was out there swimming finally got haru yeah because that's how haru felt with the water yeah so that's how i looked at it like i didn't look at it as being out of place i just think with them all swimming together Mm. and like the group being back together as one everybody was just like oh i get it yeah no i i actually i did like it a lot in the in the way that it made the swimming event seem more important because previously mm. the swimming events have been really quick, like we've said, and they did seem less important than the storyline between the characters. Mm. They made this last event a lot more important, the actual race. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I appreciate. But Haru's relationship with water is very amusing throughout the show. I, I really enjoyed that. That was such a, like... <laughs> like him really almost getting in the dynamic. fish tank. That was really funny. So you know what my favorite scene out of the whole show was? What? Whenever Haru was sitting there on the steps outside of his house playing with a cat. Yeah. 
with that little wheat thing. That's probably my favorite scene. Like, that's mm-hmm. the one thing that still sticks out to me because it was yeah. adorable. It was so cute. Yeah, there, there's, like, cuddling cats is kind of a theme throughout the show a little bit. Like, because mm-hmm. I think your first appearance of Makoto right in the beginning as the very first episode is also him, like, saying hello to a neighbor and then stopping to say hello to a cat as well. Mm-hmm. A really, really, really tiny little white cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was... Ah, oh, it was adorable. I just... Mm-hmm. And you see, I'm more of a dog person than I am a cat person. And yet, like, cats in anime are just adorable. Like, you don't see dogs that often. No, but then I don't think there are as many dogs in Japan as there are cats. Like, I think people keep cats more than they keep dogs. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense, because the, the housing is so small. Yeah, plus, keeps keeps a rat problem at bay. Mm. But that's just me. You could have a terrier, though. Or a bichon. Or, uh... I don't know, there are lots of ratters that are dogs. You could just have a bean that likes to fetch. You could have a bean that likes to fetch. She wouldn't know what to do with a rat, though. <laughs> if fetch. she found one, she'd be scared of it. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> She's scared of so much. She's a really skittish dog, just like in her nature. Mm-hmm. Like, you move a chair, she's scared of it. You, <laughs> like, uh, One of my, uh, my dad, you know, like when you're like putting on jeans, but before you put them on, you like flick them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, she's scared of that. <laughs> Loud noises. Yeah. Cedar, uh, <laughs> my other golden retriever, she's scared of everyone in the house sneezing except for me. I'm the only one in the house that's allowed to sneeze because, yeah, she's not a, like nobody else is. She gets scared. Well, it's because your sneezes are minuscule and <laughs> they <are>. adorable. <laughs> but I think it's also because I spent a lot of time with her when nobody else did because, like, my brother was in high school when I was in middle school. And so during summer... For, like, months on end, it would just be, like, me and her in the house or my brother was, like, in the basement or, like, out doing something or whatever. It would just be, like, me and her while my parents mm-hmm. were at work. So I think we got really, really close during that time. Hmm. And and I think she just got used to me, like, used to my bodily functions of sneezing. And, yeah, so. Because my mum doesn't have a loud sneeze, but she's not allowed to sneeze. <laughs> Only you. Only me. Hmm. Anyway, I think that's it for free. Are we free to go? I think we're free to go. <laughs> I had to had to make one last free pun. So, well, you know. are we ready for next week's topic? Next week's topic. Next week's topic: Space Jam. Space Jam. <laughs> Karakono basketball. Yeah, basketball. Yeah, but basketball with magic. Space Jam. <laughs> Space Jam. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Karakono basketball next week, which is a sport anime what <laughs> what show um, about basketball about sports fuck it, no it's a sports with a question mark anime this is yeah kurokuro basket is kind of like um i shield 21 like we were talking about earlier on with the uh, sports but animeified very much so see i started this back whenever we were trying to backlog mm-hmm. for this month so i think i'm already like five or six episodes in and I'm still just sitting there going, what the fuck is this show, man? <laughs> like, what What the fuck? Yeah, it's one of the most well-known sports animes. Uh, I think it got a really good start off the bat because Slam Dunk was a really good, like, it was a really well-known anime when it first came out. And, and it's kind of like a classic that a lot of people really enjoy. Mm-hmm. And so when there was another basketball anime coming out, I think people really, like, jumped on it. So Kuroko no Basuke is known pretty well in the sports anime community. Mm-hmm. Little... Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to watch more. The yeah. show still has me confused as all hell. It's, it's, it's certainly something. Yeah, let's, let's, let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. So plugs? 
plugs. So, you can find the absolutely lovely Blue Lavender on Twitch whenever she decides to end her hiatus, Monday mm-hmm. through Saturday, at twitch.tv forward slash Blue Lavender, except for Wednesdays and Thursdays, because we podcast those days. You can also find her on Instagram and Twitter at Blue Lavender STM, where she posts stream updates artsy photos bean photos she also has an instagram specifically for bean at the best tilly bean yeah she's also on youtube and tiktok at blue lavender where she also does artsy things occasionally occasionally yes and if you like my friend and co-host brad you can find him on twitch he's streaming way more regularly than i am right now you can find him at brad carter gaming he's also brad carter gaming on instagram so if you like his face and you like some memes and stuff you can find him over there he also runs our social media for the podcast, which is at BNB Anime on all of the socials. So if you want to comment on anything that we've done previously, or uh, today's episode, or if you want to suggest an anime for us to watch in the future, if you have an answer to a question that we've asked throughout the podcast, or if you just feel like giving us a chat, just having a chat with us then you can do so in those dms on the social media or if you're not on the social media but you're listening to us on youtube hit us up on those comments youtube we are exact same thing as we are on all of the socials at bnb anime bnb anime and we also have a website www.bnbanime.com where you can find a picture of our faces so if you don't have, haven't put yet a face to the voice and you feel like doing so, you can do that on the website. We've also got an About Us section, more about voice acting stuff that we've done, other projects that we've done. You can see some of our art stuff because Brad also does some art stuff as well. He does the digital art while I do the traditional art. And we also have some friends of the show on there as well as an archive of all of our previous episodes is on our website and on our YouTube channel. So yeah, you can find us on all of those. So thank you all so much for listening. Blue and I greatly appreciate it. Next week, Kurokono Basuke, yeah. as Sports Month rolls on. It's not officially getting cancelled. I know, Yippa! surprise, surprise. Sakai! But, yeah, so check that out next week. Until then, we'll catch y'all next time. Bye-bye! Bye!